Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. BetOnline.com via the Believe Podcast Network. While at home or at work, hopefully not, you can have some fun while betting at BetOnline.com. You can bet on mixed martial arts, American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. There is fun to be had, so go to BetOnline.com and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, for my listeners, 50% off your promo with this promo code MYPOD100. That's mypod one zero zero at betonline.com. That's B-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. The fun never ends. True Classic Tees via the Believe Podcast Network. Super excited about this new sponsor for our show. It's based in LA and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The Believe Podcast Network tells me that the t-shirts are soft and they hold up in the wash and are incredibly versatile. And the best part, they are incredibly inexpensive, only $15. And now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at check at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, or believe for 20% off. That's right. Use the promo code B-L-E-A-V or believe at trueclassictees.com. That's T-R-U-C-L-A-S-S-I-C-T-E-E-S.com. Trueclassictees.com. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, March 16th, 2020. Hope everybody is staying safe and sane out there. A lot going on, of course, in current events. Today we're going to uh, talk about uh, Quibi, which is spelled Q-U-I-B-I, and this is a new mobile-based paid platform uh, that focuses on short-form content. And uh, it is going to be launched uh, here shortly in the spring and is a idea and development from Jeffrey Katzenberg, former Disney and DreamWorks executive, and Meg Whitman, former Hewlett-Packard executive. So uh, this is something you may have heard about in the news, you may have seen an advertisement for, but we're going to look at you know, first of all, what is Quibi? That's the first thing. And then secondly, does the data and the market support its launch? So it's going to be looking at what Quibi is and then sort of what is the data out there? What does it say in terms of about this platform? And why would Katzenberg and Whitman dis- decide to launch this? So um, according to Vulture, which is a online publication, Um, Quibi is, quote, a subscription-based streaming platform designed to deliver short-form scripted and unscripted content to your cell phone. The name is a mashup of the words Quick and Bytes, thus Quibi, a nod to the fact that episodes of Quibi shows will run roughly 7 to 10 minutes in length, end quote. Quibi is going to cost $5 or $8 per month. The $5 service will include advertisements, whereas the $8 uh, per month fee will be ad-free. The mobile-focused streaming service, uh, as I mentioned, led by Katzenberg and Whitman, formerly of Disney, DreamWorks, and Hewlett Packard, respectively, um, have over 30 projects and partnerships in the works, and they have one million, or sorry, one billion dollars projected invested in content uh, at the launch. 
and that number is particularly interesting because Apple Plus had about that same number for launch, um, which some folks are comparing this to. I think we'll get into a little bit of what the proper comparisons will be, but just as a as a side note of where this is at. And uh, that $1 billion may actually end up being more than Apple's investment in the sense that this is short form content, not your longer um, either, you know, 20 to 30 minute television episodes or, you know, your, your hour and a half to two hour plus, um, you know, feature films. So again, uh, that's the platform. That's what it's all about. This is all short form content and we'll get into sort of uh, what that looks like. Now, both Katzenberg and Whitman have stated uh, at different conferences and events into the press that the Quibi platform is not meant to compete with Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Hulu, Peacock, or HBO Max. So just keep that in mind. Now, uh, you may have seen commercials about Quibi. One uh, was uh, ran in the Super Bowl. And then, of course, there is the current advertisements on YouTube which is interesting we'll get into in a bit uh, about those advertisements but and uh, running on YouTube in particular. But uh, the question here is, does the data and the market support the launch of such a platform during the so-called streaming wars? Personally, I think that uh, it is, and that we're going to get into three reasons why uh, that may be the case. So the first really comes down to there's been this idea sort of thrown out there and there's been some data to back it up, but uh, this idea that people's attention spans are narrowing. Now there's been arguments before that people's attention spans are lessening. I think that's actually less true. It's more true that people's attention spans are narrowing in the information age. And this is because people have access to more information than they ever have before, whether it be through the internet, different platforms, Wi-Fi. You know, we're constantly connected, right? And through our cell phones or laptops or iPads or Surface, you know, whatever it might be. So there's obviously a lot more content out there and it's so much easier to access. Uh, and this is especially true when, you know, in the past it was like you had to read a book, you had to go to the library, you had to ask somebody, you had to read something or you had to listen to something uh, to get the information, you know, versus this idea of Googling it or researching it, right? So this means as information becomes more readily available, people have to think strategically about how and where uh, they consume content. And in response to that, or in anticipation of that, companies have to think about where to reach consumers. Um, and so Quibi, I think, is doing that because we've seen as people's attention spans are narrowing, Quibi is essentially saying, okay, you have more content to consume in less time or you're going to be more particular about the content you consume. So we're going to meet you where you're at, and we're going to say, all right, our content's going to be short and to the point. Now, again, that's great, and that's, you know, in, in terms of any business, that's, that's the number one, right? You're going to want to meet the consumers where they're at. That being said, the key question going forward is going to be whether Quibi's content will be compelling enough to draw the attention of consumers. So the fact that it's short, the fact that it's easy to access, that it's quick, is great and it goes right along lines with the narrowing of um, attention spans in this information age. The next is looking at the average length of a YouTube video. Now this is a key comparison here because a lot of experts are saying that 
Quibi and YouTube are very similar. And in many, many ways, they are. I think one in terms of the length of content on the platforms, the access to content. Most people are watching YouTube on their mobile phones versus watching it somewhere else, versus you know streaming content on your um, on your television for Netflix or whatever. So, and of course, YouTube as a platform is generally free, right? And it's an ad-based platform unless you're paying for some premium service. And so Quibi is trying to change that model by saying, we're going to give you prime, recent uh, content that's short form, but we're going to make you pay for it, that you know, that 5 or $8 figure, right? And so with YouTube, the rules and statistics show that, uh, well, number one, when you first sign up, your videos cannot be over 15 minutes long unless your account's been verified. And once you've been verified, you can go you know, above and beyond that. But more importantly, the top 10 most popular YouTube videos, uh, the shortest was 42 seconds and the longest was 9 minutes and 15 seconds. And that was through an article on uh, minimatters.com about YouTube rules and statistics. And the average length of video was 4 minutes and 20 seconds long. Now, of course, Quibi's length of its videos, anywhere between 7 to 10 minutes long, falls within that range of under 10 minutes, but sort of above four minutes. So I think they're obviously, uh, they were probably looking at this or was looking at uh, the data and statistics from consumers. So it's within that preferred length. Uh, and it demonstrates that its main competitor is really the free, but ad-based YouTube platform. And so uh, as Meg Whitman was actually quoted in one of the, I think it was the TechCrunch article uh, talking about how they're really competing against free. And, uh, and of course, that platform in particular is YouTube. And again, the ongoing question here, in addition to the first part, which we talked about people's attention spans are narrowing and sort of meeting people where they're at and having shorter form content, but also with regard to length and having it where it's not too long, they're meeting the consumer where they're at, which is great. But the ongoing question is going to be, is Quibi's content compelling enough to draw the intention of consumers and in this case, away from YouTube, which is a free ad-based ad -based platform, enough to make them pay for it, to access it. So that's going to be the key question. And then sort of lastly, looking at this idea of the marketing aspect of Quibi. So uh, this idea of in a Quibi moment, quote unquote, right? So Quibi is, um, is very quick, uh, and it's so quick that it's almost becoming a verb. So the commercial advertisements that are promoting Quibi are using moments and time to explain that things in life can be done in a Quibi moment. Um, there was the, I think I saw it on YouTube, it was a Quibi advertisement where it was a, um, a lady flying a plane and uh, she's about to land and you know essentially she's getting, they're into their descent and she announces to the passengers that um, they'll be landing in a Quibi moment that there's a slight delay, which could be seven to 10 minutes. Right. And so this idea that you're using Quibi as a verb to say, you know, you're doing it something or to describe something, right. Describe an action. And this is similar to, let's say like where you say, Google it, which is in, as opposed to, you know, you rarely hear somebody say search for it or use the internet or I internet explored it. You know, you're going to say I Googled it. Right. And so, um, Quibi is using this as a marketing tool. Now, of course, the worry here is this idea of genericide or uh, your trademark becoming generic. 
and uh, definitely research that if you're curious about that that term. Google it, as you might say. But uh, it's essentially the practice. It's it's used in practice as the name of a category that is actually a, a specific service or product. So if you said Kleenex or if you said trampoline, those are actually registered trademarks that became uh, generic uh, because they were used to describe the category of something versus the name of a product. And um, there's arguments in both ways about whether that's bad or good. I think if your product becomes so popular that it becomes the, the name of a category, you're probably doing pretty well in sales, right? Now, interestingly enough, Quibi is distributed and consumed very very quickly, obviously, right? We talked about the length of, of, uh, of the 7 to 10 minutes. We've talked about the fact that it, it sort of goes straight to a people's tension spans and how they're narrowing. Um, we've talked about Quibi, you know, sort of using this marketing tactic. You know, of course, it's distributed and consumed very quickly. Now, is it a coincidence or is it ironic that both the letter of the first name of the platform starts with a Q uh, to match the quickness of distribution and consumption? It might be both. Um, might be both a coincidence and it might also be ironic. It, it, so, and it may be on purpose, who knows? But, um, you know, arguably, you could even make the claim that production for content on the Quibi platform is also going to be done more quickly and less expensively because the length is shorter and therefore less content to produce, right? You're not dealing with a 20 to 30 minute television show. You're not dealing with a, um, you know, hour and a half plus, you know, um, feature film. And of course, one of the examples of this is ESPN going to be having a show called The Replay which is going to be 10 minutes or less of just basically a recap of sports, which I think is a brilliant idea and something that, um, you know, my, I, I would definitely consider uh, taking a look at. Of course, with all this, you have to worry about subscription um, fatigue and folks being asked to subscribe to too many different platforms. So I think bundling will help here. Discounts will help here. And I think we'll probably see that. You might see a mobile provider offer Quibi for free for a year or, um, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, I think that Qu taken all together, Quibi uh, makes all the sense. You know, uh, I think both in terms of uh, S-E-N-S-E -E and C-E-N-T-S, uh, both in sense and sense. But so in both liter literally and figuratively, I think that there's some potential here. Um, anytime you can have content that can be quick and easy to consume, and of course, um, Quibi's sort of claim to fame is its um, its sort of turnabout um, platform to where when you're watching it on your mobile phone, you can go side to upright, and it does its um, you know seamlessly. And frankly, as you do the upright model, it actually gets closer to the content, so you get a closer view. And if you do the side view, you get sort of a wide screen content. There's actually some litigation going on uh, right now about that particular patent on that, uh, which you can research, but uh, we're not going to focus on that today, uh, at least in this, uh, this podcast. But, um, you know, again, I think it's, it's got some, some potential. I think the strategy of following the trends in consumer consumption in terms of narrowing attention spans and the length of popular videos on other platforms and in marketing to dominate an area by becoming the verb of doing something, I think are all great things. Um, and again, despite the genericide or generic uh, trademark issues, Kleenex still dominates in the sales of tissue and Google still has its trademark. And that was actually litigated, I think, in 2016 or 2017. You can look up that case as well. 
So Google was actually challenged to have become a generic trade or gen, reach genericide or become a generic mark. And uh, the court denied that. And you can read that decision on why, how they reached that and what actually happened procedurally. So, but again, I think all that being said, the ongoing question will be whether Quibi's content will be compelling enough to draw the attention of consumers. And even though it's not competing with other consu- uh, other streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, there is the cost aspect. And of course, the eight or the five or eight dollars per month for Quibi is similar to Disney Plus and Apple Plus. So, and even though those are different types of content in terms of length, it's still a cost. So there's still going to be this idea of subscription fatigue in that. Now, I think with Quibi's uh, 30 projects and partnerships that they got going on and it's $1 billion invested in, in content will help uh, you know bring in um, some attention there. But it, the attractiveness um, really comes down to content and whether consumers will pay for it. But uh, I think that overall Quibi has a good strategy. It's a solid one uh, based on consumer use data and marketing tactics uh, that should see it complete, uh, compete successfully in a new marketplace, which is in particular uh, purchased short-form content, which to my knowledge does not currently exist. You know, you have YouTube, that's an ad-based platform that you don't have to pay for, at least not for the, um, for the non-premium stuff. So again, folks, today's topic was on what is Quibi and does the data and market support its launch. So Quibi, again, is a um, mobile-based, short-form, paid platform streaming service with video is going to be 7 to 10 minutes in length. It's going to launch this spring. It's going to cost either $5 or $8, with the $5 being an um, uh, advertisement uh, aspect. And we talked about people's attention spans narrowing. We talked about average length of a YouTube video. And we talked about uh, quibbing becoming the verb of saying something like it takes a quibby moment to do something. So in a quibby, right, um, in, 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 in some ways. So uh, that's it for this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed our podcast. Again, today is Monday, uh, March 16th. Hope you stay safe out there and sane. And uh, look forward to being back with you next week. And again, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 